Run, rabbit, run. Play basketball, rabbit. Play basketball. <laughs> Everybody get up, it's time to sink now. We got a real sink going down. Welcome to the sink, Floyd. It's your chance, do your dance. It's the sink, Floyd. Welcome to the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and joining me is my co-host, Space James Barron. Hi, Quad City DJs, James Barron. How's it going here? <laughs> I'm a full member, and I never, I didn't know. I just got my uh, membership card in the mail Ooh. from the Quad City DJs, and now I'm official part of them. And I'm ready to slam and jam with you on the courts, Gareth. That song, Space Jam by Quad City DJs, the like yeah. eponymous track of the film Space Jam, which we're going to be talking exclusively about for the next, I assume, six hours. <laughs> that song is like an audio version of a cup of cola. It is like, Ooh. it brings you so much life, but feels so bad for you. You're right. It is impossible to stay in your seat when yeah. that comes on which is kind of a bad move for the start of a film it does get yeah. you fucking amped though oh. i'm gonna talk about it when we get to the the opening credits a lot but <laughs> the what's oh any dj's track is insanity for an insane yeah. for a fully insane movie um right that i'm very happy to finally be covering off this feels like a, a hallmark episode of the show yeah yeah. Yeah. I've I've heard from Hallmark cards and they're gonna print the transcript of this episode inside every sixth birthday Man. card. This is how much of a Hallmark episode it is. Every sixth one. Or like yeah. on a sixth birthday. <laughs> you just get a transcript <laughs> every... of a broadcast. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, every card for your sixth birthday, but then every they will print every sixth card they print overall will be for that sixth birthday now oh wow that's how popular this episode is and six is gonna be a big one it's up there with the 21st now <laughs> everyone's talking uh, yeah. about what are you doing for your sixth around the crib they're just all like catching up and you're like oh man that's oh, gonna be yeah. huge mtv's my super sweet six <laughs> super sweet six. Oh, i love it i'm gonna do a yard glass do a yard glass yeah of milk um do you remember yeah. your sixth birthday out of out of interest i'm pretty sure um pretty sure i remember mine oh nice i do not i didn't see this film because it came out um oh, i might have seen this film actually it would have come out i was five when it came out yeah so maybe i rewatched it or something but no what was your sixth birthday Oh, I've got a I've got a story about when I first saw Space Jam as well, but we'll circle back to that. <laughs> my my uh, sixth birthday, I recall, I had um, I was obsessed with uh, computer games, of course, yeah. and it was sort of I feel like this was the first um, like birthday I had where friends came, where like friends from school came because I didn't have yeah. like I turned my birthday's in January, so I didn't have existing school friends uh oh, really yeah. at the start to invite to my birthday but by the time i turned six i was like yeah let's do it so i had like a bunch of school friends around and that was cool um my mm -hmm. mate, uh yeah <laughs> my friends to this day um aaron and manu were there shout outs to you Aww. um on my sixth birthday still friends with them both so that's cool um yeah yeah i had a i had a i, I love computer games and i had a cake that my mum made that was like on its side and the cake was the screen of a computer and the, there was like a block of, there was a block of chocolate 
in front of it that was the keyboard and i think she i think she made like a mouse out of icing or something it was lit it was a really cool uh cake shout outs to mama baron for making amazing cakes to this day um but yeah good times oh man it's a sweet six. My like third birthday, I slammed my face into my Thomas the Tank Engine cake. I was so excited. <laughs> Whoa! You you went head to head with Thomas. I love that. Yeah. Holy shit! Were you just did you like <laughs> want to dive in and eat all the cake like they do in like cartoons or something? Like exactly that. It would have been the terrible influence Bugs Bunny himself had on me that I thought wow. I could eat the cake in one go. Amazing. And no, nah, <laughs> I took a good chunk out of Thomas. Yeah, I like that a lot yeah uh um i've got to know when you first saw space jam okay tease that so i didn't see space jam in theaters but i do have a very vivid memory of watching space jam uh for the first time at a person's house this person i think like our parents were friends and i was meeting for them for the first time um and their name was jed and yeah and I was, and I'd like, I met them and I'd like, I'd never met them since. Uh, like we, this was a one-off time, but we watched Space Jam together that he had on, um, VHS. I think he was potentially a bit older than me and yeah. we watched Space Jam and then we went outside and like shot hoops for a little bit, but I'm like six or seven at this time. So I cannot shoot hoops. Um, but yeah, like I thought that it was the coolest thing ever. And I vividly remember him having a lava lamp, which I think was the first time I'd ever seen one of those Ooh. as well. So I was this like, guy Holy. sounds like the coolest guy if you're six years old. He was cool as hell. Um, so oh, much so that on the car ride, car ride home, I considered renaming myself Jed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like saw it as a potential nickname because my name starts with J. It's close yeah. enough. And I was like, maybe I could be Jed. <laughs> I'm thinking... <laughs> I think it lasted for like a day after that, like my parents calling wow. me Jed, and then I was like, actually, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so there you go. And that's the origin of your hatred of nicknames. It really you is. Top Jed. Yeah, Jed's pretty good. Uh, I feel oh, like man. if someone called me Jed now, I'd I'd have a huge amount of respect because you've made it to like episode sixty four of my podcast. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'd be like, okay, that one I'll allow. <laughs> but, yeah, usually don't allow any kind of nickname. But, yeah. But, yeah, Jed, I'm like, all right, you've done the homework. <laughs> Whoa. So, there you go. That's my Space Jam origin story. I remember loving that it. Is... Yeah, how could you not? Yeah, it like, was sick. Did you ever go to Warner Brothers Movie World on the Gold Coast of Australia? I did once, yes. I do. Yeah. I think so. I had all the theme this parks. This movie, I, I don't know what I saw. I would have seen this before I went there. But, like, the two go hand in hand in that, like, there's a whole lot going on. It's excited. Yeah. You're probably full of sugar. You're listening to, like, hard, amped up hip-hop music. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you're having a... And, and Warner Brothers Movie World, which, by the way, I think is just the Australian version of Universal Studios. Yes. Because they both had the Shrek 4D experience. Oh, right. Um... That is a literal roller coaster, and this film is, of course, a roller coaster of emotion. So, yeah, it's it's impossible not to enjoy it if you were born the right time, and it's yeah. probably impossible to enjoy it if you were born outside of the perfect window for this movie. <laughs> that is so and, true. Yeah, I will say though, harder to enjoy without its iconic soundtrack. 
so true there's a lot of yeah. like musical cues that i definitely missed Re- i rewatched mm. this clean of course because i wanted to treat myself and then oh, i watched on, it yeah. with the with a good old floyd and i was like man this movie has a soundtrack <laughs> and <laughs> and i yeah i was i was missing it in a lot of in a lot of sequences where i knew yeah. exactly what should be playing um but i wasn't hearing it but yeah anyway uh-huh. oh that's fine that's that's yeah. part that's all part of what we do on the show we've got to see how it matches up you know it's yeah. it syncs up with the old floyd and that's like it goes part and parcel with it so mm. sometimes yeah. you do ruin a film by adding its sync floyd to it but that doesn't take nor give to its whether it syncs or not it syncs it's true completely it's unemotional impartial yeah. yeah clinical this this discussion of space jam will be no fun allowed yeah. uh, <laughs> get excited <laughs> so did you know this film is um pretty much an adaptation of an ad what no i didn't know that that's great what explain this ad to yeah me. okay so in 92 um nike aired two ads featuring michael jordan and bugs bunny cool they were directed by the man who would go on to direct um, Space Jam. Right. And they were so amped that they were like, guys, we've got to, we've got to turn this ad into a full movie. <laughs> and they were all set to do it. And then Jordan, of course, resigned from base, from basketball to become a baseball player. Yeah. And they stopped the whole thing. And then, of course, when he, <laughs> obviously this, what happens in the film actually happened to him, made him decide to get back to base, uh, basketball. I'm, Hope I don't keep confusing those two very different sports. (laughs) Um, Returned to basketball, and then they were like, a couple months before they started it, they were like, oh shit, we better get the director in. And they only informed him a couple months before they started shooting, which is apparently like way too soon. Oh my god. That's so wild. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a wonderful description. In a way, it implies that um space jam is a documentary because like the fact that it would go on to actually happen is wild that like he yeah. rejoins the nba and all that stuff amazing spike lee was interested in helping on the script but um warner bros because they weren't happy with um how he funded his Mal- his film malcolm x and the reason oh. um wayne knight obviously is in it but they wanted to get um, Chevy Chase or Michael J. Fox simply because they'd seen them in good Doritos commercials. <laughs> that's amazing. That that's yeah. their like accolade, their main. <laughs> they've never seen a film that they've been in, and they're just like, "Yeah, that's the guy from the Doritos. We want, we want that. We want to bring that kind of energy to our feature film." Amazing. Oh, it is the Doritos of films. Like, yeah. Ah. Uh, I'm going to probably use those metaphors a lot. I've eaten a lot of junk food the weekend we're recording this. Yeah. It, and yeah, that's all I know. It's <laughs> fully Space Jam. It's fully accurate. Like it's mm. it's it's fully appropriate that that was your watching method. Um because <laughs> yeah, it is you're right. It's the junk food of movies. You just feel like overly full and mm. like weirdly unsatisfied in ways but too satisfied in other ways. <laughs> after yeah. watching this movie you know you feel like you've There's done like... something wrong but also you feel great but also sick <laughs> yeah there's definitely you know shades of real food like there's shades of yeah. looney tunes cartoons and actual basketball 
but like it's all so processed and mm-hmm. market researched that yeah you're only getting you're getting the immediate taste of that and then just immediately the sugar crash yeah it's one long and... sugar crash that we're going to talk about with the floyd gareth <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah let's get into it let's so i don't know if you're a big space jam head you're getting hyped for the sequel you've just searched space jam on the itunes app yeah we watched this film on mute with pink floyd's dark side of the moon playing on loop we're going to report back how that happened um (laughs) you're going to love it you're going to give us five stars on itunes and tell run outside and change your name to gareth or james based entirely on how much you loved this let's yeah. get into it speak to me is the first song on pink floyd's dark side of the moon oh yes it is speak to me playing over the heartbeats all that stuff we've got the uh warner brothers logo of course the big wb mm. um winners bracket appearing on screen <laughs> um and yeah we get the first shot of the movie is a bloody full moon gareth right we've won <laughs> <laughs> It's done it. We immediate get, 10. Immediate 10. Uh, we got uh, a young Michael Jordan shooting some hoops in the summer of 73. It's like midnight. He's out here practicing, doing his thing. It's already amazing at basketball. Just shooting <laughs> yeah. like from the th- free throw distance, just shooting threes over and over again. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, I, s- I actually saw a kid today that exact age constantly missing a hoop oh. i was like oh no mate you gotta do that before you become michael jordan you know yeah. like that you gotta you gotta miss the hoop many times before you get the hoop that's the rules but then we not in the space jam world there probably is probably in his contract that he can't be shown being bad at a sport that's kind of well oh being bad at basketball being bad at basketball specifically it's yeah i think that's fine Mm. (laughs) as an nba player i feel like that's within his rights (laughs) yeah um and yeah he's out here his dad's come out here to like see what he's up to and he's like you can keep going until you miss a shot and he just doesn't they're out there for days (laughs) (laughs) um This is what opens the rift into the cartoon world, is just this endless loop of a basketball going in and out, slowly forms a wormhole. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> just a time A thousand loop. years of young Michael Jordan. Oh god, that's a different never movie. Missing. That's yeah. a, he never misses. That's just what it says on the poster. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's like, he's saying all these things that he wants to do when he grows up, he wants to uh, become a pro uh, basketball player, go to... Um, go to a good college and join the NBA and all this stuff. And then he's like, and then I'm going to play baseball just like you, dad. And his dad's like, ah, baseball. Now that's a spot, baby. <laughs> um, and yeah. And then he's like, ah, oh, great stuff, my boy. And then you're going to fly, huh? You're going to learn to fly. And then slow-mo as young Michael Jordan <laughs> races towards the hoop. It goes in for like a dunk. And it's intercut with him playing in the NBA in the future, mm. like flashes. And then we go into the most wild <laughs> intro sequence to a movie I think I've ever seen, where it's just, it's just the words Michael Jordan flash on screen in like myriad ways, and then it's yeah, it's his name on a chain link fence with it like 
imprinted with silhouetted with light in the background also his name is the way i would describe this it's beautiful yeah um so his name appears and then bugs bunny's name appears in the exact same fashion and it's the best thing it's like they knew like that Mm. that combination that like two header two (laughs) the the partnership of a lifetime <laughs> yeah. the double billing that will sell this movie michael oh. jordan <laughs> comma bugs bunny <laughs> like that's all they could have written on the poster and people would have got right? like yeah it's incredible um and yeah oh. i just think it's just the, one of the hardest flexes in cinema history <laughs> I, so I really respect it i've got two quick things is like obviously this is when the most amp song ever starts playing in yeah. a regular movie Instead, we're getting the chill, chill tones of Breathe by Pink Floyd. But watching Michael Jordan jump up into the air in slow-mo, slowly, like, rapidly age into professional basketball player Michael Jordan, sinks real hard with this Pink Floyd song. It's real good. It's delicious. That is a a fantastic succulent sink. That's like (laughs) the first bite into a cheeseburger that... Like, yeah. if we're continuing the junk food metaphors, god damn. Please do. Um, it's so good. And then, yeah, we get all the... <laughs> all of these people involved in making the movie, movie get very similar, like, way too over-the-top um, text fly-ins for their names, which is yeah. great, over just shots of Michael Jordan's illustrious career in basketball. Yeah. Like, genuine footage from NBA games and, like, his college games and mm-hmm. newspaper articles flying in about him being amazing. It's really cool. Um, it's it's great. It's, it's one of my favourite yeah. uh, opening sequences, I think. It's wild. So this film in 2011 came out called Enter the Void, which I haven't seen, but all the graphic design blogs that I read um we're going nuts for that opening credits because mm. it's just like a big myriad of flashing fonts and stuff it's just the space jam opening credits yeah man. like this is what the graphic designers should be going crazy stole for. it from it's space jam. space jam yeah yeah it's just yeah and so the issue that i have with it is that like post that slow-mo bit having the breathe play over top of it instead of quad city D- dj's space jam i was not as hyped going in no. i was sort of soothed in a weird way and then we get into yeah. On the Run, and and Michael Jordan's career just starts to take on a, like, fairly dark turn, as if, like, he's yeah. slowly being corrupted by corporations or something. <laughs> and this, like, movie's Ooh, actually yeah. a bad time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird intro, it's definitely. It's strange that, oh, like, yeah. we, I guess because this movie has, like, a cold open before this opening credits, that it's, it feels weird to be in on the run before the movie has started proper but that's just mm. that's just a free note for in for the show in general um <laughs> but yeah uh from from this like amazing intro uh we get uh we cut to michael michael jordan uh, uh, foolishly by the way shorten michael jordan's name to just mj in my notes and i feel like it's an it's an inevitability that i say michael jackson which is yeah. which is definitely not michael jordan <laughs> they are separate entities um oh yeah at least you're not saying like michael tyson or something oh yeah <laughs> michael tyson i feel like you just didn't quite do your loop on your j right oh wow i'd like that a lot 
it's it's a tribal a tribal J. Um, yeah, yeah, for Michael Jason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard you said you wanted to talk exclusively about Quad City DJ Space Jam. I do. That's true. I I want to do that all the time, and that this okay. this song is hype as shit. It's just like. I don't know. It's like a jock jam that just never ends. Mm. Um, and <laughs> it's great. It's talking about like running around, getting hype, shooting hoops. The the lyrics. They clearly the... had no idea what the movie was about when they wrote it. But no, that's fine. It is fine. The like the yeah, as you did in the intro. The like <laughs> the like. It's just running various words that rhyme together. <laughs> Everybody yeah. get up, it's time to slam now. We've got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Like, it's great. <laughs> Wave your hands it's in the so air, good. you're going to feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I just, I, you can't help but smile listening to that song. Yeah. You know? Ah. Uh, I love it. That's so true. <laughs> it is the song, it is, I feel like, and played much like most songs if you if we were doing this podcast right mm. and we were instead syncing every movie ever made to quad city dj's space jam <laughs> opening titles <laughs> theme um and we would be different people i feel like mm. we'd either be like worn out husks or we'd be the most ripped and strong people ever <laughs> we'd be like star athletes um like it would have honed our our bodies and our minds into perfect beings or killed us what if between now and the next record or the next episode that comes out oh no (laughs) for a whole week we've got to listen to quad city djs once a day just see what happens for for a week yeah once a day for a week i think that's pretty easy yeah i'll do that absolutely yeah Sure. What if it's with every meal? We're about to... St- okay. <laughs> with every meal? Okay, yeah. Well, sure. Um, yeah, we're just about to start a new week. We're recording on a Sunday evening, so let's do it. Yeah. That's, that's happening. With every meal. With every oh, meal. man. What okay. Yep. You did this to yourself, oh. Gareth. I don't know. You, you, st- you write the checks and I just sign them. That's all. Like... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anyway, we <laughs> much like um, I, I really wanted to do this at the end of the last episode, just announce my retirement from the podcast and bait and switch you. <laughs> but um, I didn't in the end. I, I, I chickened out of that joke because I thought it would be a oh. bit too mean. But um, yeah, we uh, Michael, Michael, oh God, nearly there. Michael Jordan. Oh. Is announcing his retirement from pro basketball play from the NBA. He is leaving, and yeah, he's he's saying like quite cool things, quite nice things about it. He's saying like, oh yeah, I, my dad got to see my last basketball game. He saw me go out on top. I'm like, cool. Like that is it's a nice way to go, but like, mm. I feel like he's talked himself into this coming back to the NBA thing over the course of the movie, and his dad's just like, ah, oh, mate. I'm not going to be around that much longer. We never see his dad for the rest of the movie, but anyway, I just (laughs) thought that was fun. Um, But yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm keen to go and try uh, pro baseball. I'm keen to play that. And you're like, okay, cool. Everyone's pretty into it. They're all like, oh, that's wild. 
He's like an- announcing it at this like big like presidential address dinner kind of thing. It looks like somebody's <laughs> wedding or something that yeah. he's at. I don't know. Um, it's it's wild. Um, maybe it's his like a big birthday for him. I don't know when he announced his retirement for real. Maybe they're recreating how it actually happened. I hope it was at someone's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're so proud of you, Clarice and Jenkins. But honestly. <laughs> I'm going to resign from basketball. Clarice That's why I invited the paparazzi. Oh my god. I can't think of anyone better suited for one another than Clarice and Jenkins. Congratulations on your big day. Uh, I've had so much improv training. Why could I not think of any names? (laughs) No, you thought of the best ones. That's just who they are. That's it. Yeah. Clarice Starling from... um, Silence of the Lambs and the yep. Wizard Jenkins, the alias that Howl uses in Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> They're getting married, and Michael Jordan's at the wedding announcing his retirement. Wow. Oh, man. Congrats. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, from here, from this very serious scene, we zoom up mm. through space past that beautiful old moon. There she is, still full. I think the moon is full for this whole film, um, which is great. Mm. It's well, a... I mean, they are lunar tunes. Oh, lo- I bet they've already done that. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's where the word lunatic comes from, is from the moon. Oh, wow. Moon madness. There yeah. you go. They're all suffering from moon madness. We even do see the, um, the moon down in the tune world, the loony tune world, um, yeah. later on. Which I'm going to get into that later on because that's got some weird minutiae to it. But anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we zoom past that up into space, out of space, and we see Moron Mountain, the world's worst theme park, uh, the space's worst theme park. It's like on like a like uh, meteor or something, mm. and there's uh, yeah all kinds of bad uh, CGI rides <laughs> with little aliens riding around on them. It's big Pizza Planet energy from Toy Story. Um, yeah but like realized into this is like what the (laughs) what pizza planet was basing all its branding off i think (laughs) you know yeah that's the feeling i get um (laughs) we get the crash sound right over an alien's like crash a little ship attached to like a ferris wheel kind of thing that's being zapped by lasers because this is just Mm. part of how shitty this ride is i suppose um it gets zapped and then it crashes into the ground and two little alien kids jump out um, of the crash. So we get a crash over the crash sound. Feeling good. Yeah, that's good. Pretty happy. Um, and yeah, the little aliens are complaining about how shit this place is. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and then we get uh, the boss of, um, of this pizza planet of Moron Mountain um, out here. And he is voiced by Danny DeVito. He's got a crazy name that I can't remember. It's like Swarabic or something. Swashbick. I can't remember. Some, yeah, Squawkhammer? Squawkhammer. Oh. That sounds right. Something like this. Something on anyway, that yeah, level. He's voiced by Daniel J.E. DeVito. So yeah. what else do you need? We can't hear that beautiful songstress. No. That um, wonderful man saying, saying, crooning his tones. But he looks like an alien version of Danny DeVito. Um, which is yeah. great. Like, he's a little troll man, <laughs> much like the Danny we love um, out here in space. And he's got these little alien peons, and he's trying to, like, he's like, I need to spice up my, my theme park because everyone's complaining that it's rubbish. And 
Mm. <laughs> our torture devices aren't convincing the kids to have fun. So what can I do? And then he like leans on a um, remote control and turns on his myriad um, spy master style uh, stacked televisions that all crime yeah. bosses have. I guess it makes sense in the context of a theme park. Maybe he's like got all the security cams in here. Yeah. Uh, but still weird. Uh, <laughs> and they all switch <laughs> to Looney Tunes playing in the background. Classic cartoons. Mm. You see like a lot of like actual references to some of the greats um, of, of Looney Tunes in there. Which I'm pretty happy yeah. with. Like some of their best cartoons and stuff. Like when um, Bugs is doing the uh, massage on that person's bald head. We're like jumping up on <laughs> that it. That's a good one. That's one of my yeah. favorites. Like just seeing that's that. That's the I'm Barbara like, one, yeah. right? I think it's an opera. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them were over. Um, that's like where Looney Tunes came from as well. Uh, the, the, the Looney part you've covered, the tune part I'll cover. They were mostly just using um, old like symphonic recordings and operas yeah. and things. And just uh, using that as a soundtrack to zany activities and like re mm. restructuring those, um, those tunes as it were into a new comedic context. And that's really cool. And people bloody yeah. loved it, you know? Thank so you. yeah, that's where Looney Tunes come off. That's where they, that's, that's what happens. That's how they came to Were be. you a big Looney Tunes fan as a child? Honestly, not really. I like, yeah. I, I didn't really have access to many Looney Tunes. Uh, like I'd seen some obviously mm. like through os- osmosis, even at like that young age, like I knew who Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and people like that were. Um, yeah. I probably wouldn't be able to clock ones like Alma Fudd, like, <laughs> like more of niche ones, like the grandma from, uh, Sylvester and Tweety Bird and stuff like that. Yeah. I wouldn't really know what's going on there. Um, and mostly, most of the human ones I don't, I don't care for. Um, yeah. As young. I was quite bummed out by how much Alma Fudd is in this movie when I just don't care for Alma Fudd. <laughs> yeah. They got to show the Fudd love. Um, I wonder <laughs> if he'll be back in a big way in the next, in the next, uh, adventure. Just a lot I of feel fun. Like he will. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just he's got a whole arc where, yeah. where he like shoots someone and regrets it. That's his whole oh, deal, geez. is that he's like a hunter, right? He's just got yeah. a big gun and he's an antagonist to both Daffy and Bugs when they aren't being antagonistic yeah. to each other. Like Depending on the season, yeah, he's yeah. gonna hunt one of them. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. like his whole role. Man, okay. I, I feel like he, yeah. yeah, he doesn't deserve top billing in the same kind of way that he gets in this film. But anyway, just going back, and I'm sorry, we've got to go back to Quad City DJ's land and remember our blood oath, please. But did you notice that only Bugs Bunny gets mentioned in the opening credits? As yeah, a, like star. That annoyed me actually. Yeah, I feel like more of the the key the key characters should be featured in that in that intro. Just like even yeah, like. I'll say- even like in the flashes between showing up of other names, they could have done that, but instead it's just like the name flashing like four times or whatever of the director. <laughs> and I feel like they could have put like Tweety, Sylvester, like all that like flashing yeah. in as like other main characters. That'd be cool. Um, but no, they yeah. didn't do that. They were just <laughs> ride or die with Bugs Bunny as the as <laughs> holding it down with his mm. strong brand. Um, I do kind of like, I think Bugs Bunny is like a really interesting character. Um, and like, I feel like he can, he can 
uh, pull down that top villain because he's like irreverent but not like arrogant in an interesting way. Mm. You know, he's got like yeah, <laughs> he's not like straight laced like Mickey Mouse, who I would say is like very boring and the equivalent. Yeah, who's like too nice, really. He's like could, too tame. He represents like the Disney um, aesthetic, whereas Warner Brothers is a bit more loose, a little bit more like. Mm joke can joke around that like bugs can he can hang you know like i feel like he's he like you'd tell a joke on him and then he'd tell a better joke about you you know <laughs> yeah yeah he'd like laugh and he'd let everyone laugh at him yeah and then he'd just cut you down with a way better joke and, and you'd like, laugh too you'd be like damn he got me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know yeah that's his deal oh <laughs> Uh, yeah, bugs can hang. Bugs can hang. That's that's what we've found out so far. Uh, where were we? What's going on? And honestly, Danny DeVito's character also thinks oh. bugs can hang. Because he's like, we got to get these guys for yeah. my theme park. These guys are zany enough for my zany place. And we need to, we need to get them. <laughs> Go get them. Make them come. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's like, he sends his peons off to do that. We fly all the oh, way. I forgot to mention the amazing sink is that oh. the clocks come in when we see the Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah. That's hell yeah. yeah. Like, we get a crash sound, and then as soon as the, like, yeah, as he clocks the the Looney Tunes, we get the clocks. It's a yeah. clock for clock it's equivalent. <laughs> um, I'm very happy about it. Uh, and, yeah, like, after that, we fly all the way back down to Earth, and Michael Jordan is playing baseball for the first time. Uh, here is at bat um in striking out do, being terrible mm. at baseball because i guess he's, he's just like not really practiced this uh at all as like, he's just i don't know <laughs> why he's like so shit at baseball in the movie like you would think he'd be yeah. okay he's a big guy i guess which might be difficult for a baseballer but i don't know they really don't hold yeah. back at him being like terrible at this even when so the um guy the catches met uh at the at the at the plate there he's like trying to like help him he's cheating he's on the other side of the team and telling him what pitch is coming they've like yeah the the other team want him to do well as well and so they're like trying to help him by telling him that the exact play that's coming like the exact pitch um and yeah it's like it sucks because it sort of defrauds the like whole <laughs> the whole game really no one's yeah. like it like michael feels cheated because everyone's going real easy on him and like and he still sucks even though like all this is happening it's it's rough and then he goes yeah i do wonder if this everyone being so nice to him and saying like oh you're great yes no, he's not I wonder if that's how this was for him on set as well. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. If, if it is, that's, like, quite self-aware of the movie to be doing that. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, like, he goes back to the dugout and everyone's like, oh, you look great out there, Michael. This is the best strikeout <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Chill out, guys. Um, but, yeah, uh, this is where Wayne Knight makes his appearance. He literally falls into frame, which I very <laughs> much enjoy. Wayne Knight's yeah, such yeah. a good physical presence in a movie. Love him in this. Oh, Love him in Jurassic yeah. Park. Um, plays basically the same character. Um, <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, yeah, he's just a good guy. Thoughts on Wayne Knight? Right. 
Oh, always happy to see him. Yeah. Like, I do the opposite of what um, Jerry Seinfeld's character in Seinfeld does. Oh, yeah. I, I make, make a happy noise. <laughs> you don't say Newman? <laughs> no, I don't under your breath. Newman at him. Yeah, no. <laughs> I feel like he must get that a lot, and that must be very discouraging. Oh, you know? yeah, for sure. Poor guy. <laughs> no, he's one of my, like, he's one of my, like, happy little voices. He is? He's a nice wee, he's a nice wee boy, Wayne Knight. Yeah. And I like him. I like him. I like his big glasses, his big 90s glasses. He's the one of the few people that I think could still rock those to this day, you know? Yeah, I think he still does, as of his Wikipedia photo from 2013. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> from 2013? <Yeah. laughs> okay. I love that. Um, they're just hanging out at the game, and yeah, he's introducing himself. And when a fucking spaceship flies by... <laughs> And everyone's like, whoa, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, it's not reported on in any major way. <clears throat> I feel like no. there was potentially a cut scene where this was like a news report where like people talk about seeing a UFO. But uh, yeah, uh, the spaceship flies overhead and then dives straight down to the earth, burrows through the earth, where we see an encroaching Warner Brothers logo like the opening for Looney Tunes. They burst through this, uh, like a like going through the top of a drum, I guess, and into the tune world, which resides within the Earth, Gareth, <laughs> in the context of Space Jam. Why is this? Uh, they're in... Not so much hell, but... <laughs> In the Greek, like, Hades yeah. of hell, there was a hell that was, like, also heaven, but it was oh, under the earth. Okay. This is where the Looney Tunes live. They're in the first layer of hell. Yeah. I believe it was called, like, Elysium or something. Elysium was for, like, the, the forgotten and, like, well, not for the forgotten, for the, like, respected warriors and, and uh, nobles of, <laughs> of, the, of Greek <laughs> culture. So... Like that's for like the heroes. I think that was it. Yeah, because that was the that was the good one, and then they yeah. had the like grey one where you just hung out if you were neutral and just walked around. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, <laughs> this movie is saying, as I'm sure everyone knows, that yeah, the Looney Tunes are the great heroes of the past who died. So true. <laughs> there yeah. we go. Oh man, I really like that take. That this is like they're yeah. all like spirits of the afterlife that's wonderful <laughs> okay i'm very happy to have discovered this um oh good <laughs> yeah uh so they're, they're flying around and uh in their spaceship down here in the tune world and uh bugs is being chased by elmer fudd <laughs> his first appearance <laughs> here um and, and like they're doing a a live action version of the looney tune cartoons obviously right they're they're yeah. re that's how it is it's just like a documentary that's being filmed constantly and then broadcast on international television uh yeah the, live the, apparently yeah which is <laughs> fantastic we'll get to that <laughs> um but yeah uh they drop the the little gangplank down right on top of elmer fudd's head and i couldn't it couldn't have happened to a better guy and um yeah bugs like toys with these aliens for a little bit uh because they're looking for him and he's just like uh, tricks them into thinking that it's not him uh, but mm. they they figure it out and they blast him with some laser guns 
<laughs> which I'm very happy about. And then, yeah, tell him to go and gather the other tunes. Um, back in Earth, uh, Wayne Knight drives uh, Michael home. His name in the movie is Stan Podolak. I think I'm saying that yeah. right. Uh, which is, a, it's like, it's very Wayne Knight character name. <laughs> so I'm happy yeah. about that. He could have just been Wayne Knight and I would have bought it. There are other people, like, there are a lot of characters in this movie that are just playing themselves. Um, you know, if he was just like Wayne Knight, it's just like, yeah, yeah. I need some money on the side or something. <laughs> I'm just trying to hang out. Yeah, I'm just trying to hang with you, Michael Jordan. Come on. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, Michael Jordan, he com- comes home and we meet his family and stuff. He's got an overly affectionate bulldog named Charles. Don't know mm. if this is true to life, but I do like this presence here. Um, <laughs> he's got couple, uh, a couple, three kids um, and a lovely wife and someone else who is helping out here. I don't know who this is. Maybe <laughs> his mum. Um <laughs> an extra wife a spare i don't know yeah it was a weird detail they invented for michael jordan <laughs> yeah um, but yeah they're all hanging out um and um talking about like they've come from the kids have come from a baseball game of their own and i really like that uh the kid gives him tips for his <laughs> because he like is watching a news report about um uh, Michael Jordan's first baseball game where they get like saying that he's terrible and he's got the worst like ratio of of any player ever yeah <laughs> um and yeah the, this kid is giving him advice of like how to play baseball which I really like I think that's a cool mm. character moment um and they're like ah oh, you shouldn't be watching the news man it'll rot your brain and so he changes the channel to Looney Tunes and he's like there Roadrunner, <laughs> much better, <laughs> which is lovely. Um, mm. uh, yeah, so they're watching Roadrunner, and then Porky Pig comes into frame, and he's like, whoa, stop the cartoon, we've got a meeting that we've got to go to. And then, so the Roadrunner runs off to that, Porky Pig runs off, and then uh, the coyote drops this, like, anvil so that he can go, and he gets launched into the air, because of course he does. Roadrunner... Yeah. Ride Runner Coyote is like a classic uh, Looney Tune that I feel like it's just like one joke told so many different ways. Oh yeah, <laughs> but but I do I like I think it's a really important and good presence. Like it's such it feels like like Laurel and Hardy like baseline mm. humor stuff. You know, like the basic language of humor, and that's it. Yeah, they say, like, the first joke you learn as a person is the, um, where's the baby, cover your face, there he is. Yeah. And then the second joke you learn is Roadrunner and Coyote. Yeah, I reckon that's, that's pretty on the money, really. It's yeah. like that, like, classic cause and effect kind of joke, you know? Mm. Or, like, and then subversions of that, like, when he, like, runs through a painting and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, good. These were my favorite Looney Tunes growing up, was the Roadrunner and the Coyote. I tried so hard to get plush toys of them both. I think I got a plush toy of the ro- um, Coyote, and it's only because I remember his nose was very solid. He had a very solid nose. And wow. he couldn't like, stand on his own accord because the nose was too heavy. Man. I don't think yeah. I had... That's amazing, by the way. <laughs> he just <laughs> falls over. I had a, an incredibly old Bugs Bunny toy... 
um, with which had like his um he was like a he wasn't plush or whatever he was more like a ragdoll kind of thing but he had a, yeah. a, a like plastic face the rest of him was like made out of like felt or whatever but his face yeah. was plastic to get like the details on him which was a yeah. weird thing um anyway i had one of these as well my aunt's boyfriend got them for us wow. as a way to win us over and then i've recently found out that they broke up I've recently found out that Aunt's boyfriend did not care for us. Oh, no. <laughs> he did not like my brother and I. Oh. <laughs> Which I think is so funny because he got us these weird toys. <laughs> that is great. Oh, no. Uh, well, wherever oh. you may be, I hope, you, hope <laughs> I you're hope still he's in... listening and he's just realized who I am. Ah, <laughs> oh, my favorite band, Pink Floyd, and my favorite yeah. movie, Space Jam. Finally. Hit play. Oh, oh no, it's oh, that kid. That damn kid. He burns his <laughs> own iPhone. Ah, <laughs> uh, amazing. Um, the other piece of merch that I remember was from this movie that I got. And it was, um, you know how they did like tie-ins at like Burger King and all these different places. Um, so I got like an enormous plastic mug with Daffy mm. Duck's face like carved into it or like like not even that like extruded out of this like hunk of plastic and it was the worst thing trying to drink out of daffy's face is like he's got a big old bill that gets in the way (laughs) yeah and of course i'm like i'm a little kid i want to be like drinking and having like daffy look at me while i have it because otherwise what's the point of having a daffy duck uh cup but he's like poking me with this bill and it's it's just not a good time no man it was not a um, well-designed mug but i remember having i it. had one that solved that problem my daffy duck mug he was holding a stick of dynamite that had just blown up so his bill had spun around his face and oh. was facing the other way so you could look into his eyes there'd just be no mouth because the mouth is over by your hand holding the cup that's amazing so you don't get a huge amount of room to hold the handle <laughs> but yeah you get to look at daffy's eyes during this moment of sadness for him <laughs> that's great what a fantastically yeah. specific mug. I love it. Um, that was good. I saw one of them um, last year and like was considering buying it, but they go for super expensive now. Yeah. It's a, that's a cool thing about his design is that he's like completely like jet black. And so they get to mm. like play around with like his facial features like floating around in that space. It's just like cool like yeah. animation thing that they get to do with that character. <laughs> you know? Oh, heck yeah. Daffy Duck... Darker Muck, starring Daffy Duck, is the best Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. It's the one where the illustrator is, like, pranking him, and he gets, yeah. like, raised and redrawn. It is perfect art. That and one's the yeah. best, yeah. That's that's yeah. that's another all-time classic, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Check that one out after the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they there's, like, a union meeting for all the... Mm the looney tunes because of course they're all under the warner brothers banner so they're part of a union which i really enjoy um uh basically bugs is all tied up in uh chains and things and he's like ah oh, these little guys uh they want to capture us and everyone uh laughs but they pull out their guns and shoot at uh who is this guy the like i can't remember his name the he's got like the big mustache um and he like shoots his guns in the air that guy he's the same guy yosemite sam that's it yosemite sam he's like the exact yeah. same as that simpsons character um i can't <laughs> rich texan yeah yeah like they both do the same thing they both serve the same function in a really weird way um yeah 
Yeah, so many Sam's a weird one because he is pretty much the same kind of purpose of Elmer Fudd. He's just basically, angry. yeah. Violent man with gun is just a mm. weird archetype for a cartoon. But anyway, we're going to move past it. Um, they've taken the guns away from the two of them for oh, a really? stretch, but they're bringing them back for the new one. Okay, good. Does Alma Fudd have like a big net or something? <laughs> oh, I'd imagine so. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, well, that's good then. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So they use these the, the dumbness of these aliens to trick them again. And he like Bugs uses he writes in a little book uh, that's how to draw cartoon characters, crosses that out, how to capture cartoon characters, and uh, yeah, he's saying like you've got to give us a chance. It says so in the rule book, and then they believe it, of course, because that's how cartoon logic works. And yeah, um, yeah they basically uh, open to suggestions about how um, to get out of it. And they're like looking around, thinking about the different uh, properties of these aliens. That they're small and they can't jump very high. They got little feet, little arms. Um, and so they challenge them to a basketball game. Because, of course, mm. you challenge the tiny little <laughs> alien to basketball. Yeah. And so they're like, what's basketball? And so they watch like this fake intro to basketball thing documentary for like school children in black and white i guess mm. i don't think like maybe this was a reference beyond me because i never watched any of these like it's like a show real i don't know that like an old movie theater an old like ca- movie camera show a projector sorry uh projecting yeah. like a black and white film onto like a wall this is like a classroom thing that they do in america that i never experienced um so I don't know. It's a weird one. But, hmm. uh, yeah. So they show this and they're like, oh, the National Basketball Association, eh? The NBA? Well, <laughs> and then, so they go to find the best basketball players in the world and steal their power. We go to New York City. We see Charles Barclay being amazing, strutting his funky stuff on the basketball court. <laughs> Gareth. Um, and, yeah. They steal his power, and the, one of the aliens turns into, like, weird CGI pink goo, mm. flies across the floor, and up into Charles Barclay's nose, stealing his basketball powers, flying out of his nose, presumably invisible while doing this, I don't know. Yeah. Stealing all his talent, and he just leaves him here, like, standing there, holding his arms out, and just sort of, like... <laughs> I love him pretending to be bad at basketball. He really owns in on it. It's great. <laughs> Just holding uh, his arm. Charles Barkley is great in this. He is He's like, fully down yeah. to clown in this movie in such a good way. He's got some really good lines coming up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love him. And yeah, they proceed to do this with four other basketball players. And um, mm. yeah, it's like they've fallen ill. I love that the, in the context of this movie that this is reported on as like huge news. They think yeah. there's some kind of like virus going around. <laughs> well, I'm going to cover it all off here because it's pretty wild. Like later yeah. on in the movie, they shut down the like various stadiums. People don't want to go in. Um, and they like cancel NBA like the yeah. season stops 
which is like watching this in times of covid is so mm. different <laughs> like it's wild well, like, that was the f- the day we realized covid was a going to be a big deal was the day they shut down the nba yeah like that was what clicked for everyone it was that and tom hanks yeah, yeah. man that's uh, the real thing you're like you're yeah. like oh shit basketball has stopped like yeah. this is serious the only time this happened last time was during the space jam <laughs> it was during space jam <laughs> we better take this ser- as seriously as we take space jam guys yeah and that's what got the sequel happening <laughs> yeah clearly man post-covid that's what sport yeah. they're like now's the time people are ready <laughs> they've just cancelled <laughs> basketball for another reason we're ready to go like yeah oh my god ridiculous um but yeah i really like like the shots of the lakers like pretending like refusing to go on court like yeah they're just like all dressed in suits and stuff and they're like no nah, we're not going in there <laughs> there's a player that says bacteria like that can travel faster than the speed of light which is just such a wild thing to say (laughs) it's so insane (laughs) i love it um yeah so we get all that um and then uh the the tunes the looney tunes are practicing Mm. some basketball out at the court where the aliens show up with their with their new magical basketball full filled with the talent of five nba players and they like draw it out of the basketball and grow into these huge monstrosities these monsters gareth the monsters are born and quite a cool transformation sequence it's like a big like blood moon in the background it's great yeah it's it's well designed and that like, you see mm. like the different properties of different like the different basketballers that they sucked the powers out of i guess but also yeah. like they turn into like quite distinct looking monsters it's cool um yeah the design of the monsters is so cool reminds me a lot of gargoyles yes that's probably yeah it's probably the same like team in some way yeah I, I would say so right I feel like there has to be a similar involvement. Who made Gargoyles? I don't even know. It must have been Warner Brothers, right? I feel like I remember that old Warner Bros. cartoon logo before Gargoyles would start. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And there's no way to find out. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're born over us and them, um, the Monstars. They yeah. transform, which is like, it's like a, it's a strange, another quite soothing song for... Mm. for for a intense transformation but um yeah i don't know it was it was interesting uh we cut up to the real world again michael jordan is playing golf with bill murray and larry bird in the most insane like group ever i hope yeah. i hope these guys are friends in real life um possibly because of this movie but it's yeah, great. well, I mean, they must have been on set at this golf course for forever because this scene is so long and you <laughs> so only for people who like golf. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It It's like an extended sequence of them, like, taking shots at golf and having, like, mm. kind of inane conversation. Bill Murray really wants to have a shot at the NBA because the NBA players are being struck down with a sickness. Um, yeah. This is a reference to an ad as well. Really? Okay, explain. Yeah. Uh, there was a 90s ad of Bill Murray about him wanting to be in the NBA. And they were just like, cool, that's a plot point in our movie. Man, they just got everything from the ads. Yeah. 
That's great. I like to think now that there's this ad cinematic universe where all ads take place and all they all have a shared story and history together. And that's this, the like era that, that Space Jam fits in, you know? Yeah. That's the world that that's from, where the, oh. the Looney Tunes also exist in a layer of hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's another part of it. Um, oh, yeah. That's beautiful. And, like, George Clooney resides over them all as, like, a king who loves his Nespresso's. Yeah, the then Nespresso the king. king. I guess, resides over a different realm. Yeah. He's in another layer of hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> just sneaking up on people <laughs> the worst um yeah so they <laughs> they are playing golf and um he does a beautiful uh a beautiful golf hit i know nothing about golf i've played golf like once in my yeah. whole life like proper golf i've played mini golf a lot of times but I don't. Oh, golf's the best. I know like nothing about sports in general. I know less than nothing about golf. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, I did one do- oh, on the seventh hole of my one game of golf that I played. I like fluked into this beautiful shot that landed perfectly on the green, and I just looked yeah. at all the all my friends that I was playing with, like, yeah. That's right. I've actually been hustling this whole time. But it was a massive <laughs> fluke. I think my ball was caught by the wind, like much like it, it the ball is manipulated by a magnet underground by a little bugs bunny. Maybe that happened to me. Yeah. They were just trying to capture me. Could happen. I don't know. They needed me for something down in hell. <laughs> yeah, what would the Looney Tunes summon you to hell for? What have you what do you need? Just setting up podcast equipment. Um I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not that skilled in that many areas. They just want it they've forgotten. The Looney Tunes suck you down and they're like, oh, we thought it was Jed. <laughs> oh no. Oh that's tragic. we we need we need him for a lava lamp related emergency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh off you go. You're not Jed. <laughs> that's tragic. I'm gonna have that as a nightmare tonight. Um Oh I'm sorry. <laughs> uh yeah so bugs pulls the golf ball into the into a hole with the magnet because of course this is our cartoon logic work magnets just control things not just metal they have the power to push and pull anything (laughs) in in cartoon (laughs) world um and yeah the ball is pulled into the hole as a hole in one uh michael was stoked (laughs) with this and he goes in to reach for the ball as Wayne Knight takes a photo of him uh, and is lassoed and pulled into the tune world. Um, yeah, here he is. He's pulled into the Looney Tunes world. Takes it quite well. Um, oh, yeah. Being in a cartoon world, the the first layer of hell. And first thing Bugs Bunny does to him is just give him a big old kiss on the lips as well. <laughs> Which is a strong opener. Um, Heck yeah. To prove he's real. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I prove I'm real. (laughs) Just (laughs) big old kiss on the lips. Square on the lips. That's how you know. You're certain I'm real after I do that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Because I forgot about um, Lola Bunny in this. So I was like... Oh, what? This is awesome. This is an awesome thing that Bugs Bunny just, you know... He does a lot of kissing. yeah, makes a move on um, yeah. MJ. And yeah. then, yeah, Lola Bunny kind of comes in. And we're like, oh, no. 
No, he just bugs be basic. He bugs be basic, but he he do be kissing a lot. He's got this. Oh yeah, he's free with love in this in this movie. Um, he's catching glandular fever all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> That's off. He's camera. so tired when he's not on camera. Yeah, he's just so run down. <laughs> oh no. Um, but yeah, everyone's like everyone. Not all the Looney Tunes know who Michael Jordan is, which I think is wonderful. They've like watched yeah. him on TV or whatever. When they aren't recording a recording a Looney Tune, they're just catching up on the NBA. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Bugs explains the situation to him with the monsters and all this. Um, he's like, we've got to play uh, these aliens in basketball. Or will become slaves. <laughs> it's like, all right, <laughs> uh, which it's just that's so wild that that's the crux of this movie. That's the stakes. Yeah. I fucking love it. Um, also, considering yeah. they're gonna become like slaves at an amusement park. Yeah. But then if you go to Warner Bros. Movie World, the Looney Tunes are just walking around there. Yeah. It's kind of the case, yeah. right? In real life. Yeah. Like, they are the theme park slaves. Oh, God. Oh, man. Ruthless. Oh. At least they've got a union there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the important bit. Um, but yeah, so there's a great line here where uh, MJ says, I'm a baseball player now. And Bugs says, yeah, right. And I'm a Shakespearean actor, <laughs> which is just good. It's good dialogue. Yeah. I'm happy with Pulls that. Pulls out a little skull. Yeah. Like a skull of a bunny. What's more? <laughs> yeah. Love that. Um, and yeah. Uh, uh, we like weirdly cut back to the like golf game, which is ongoing. And Bill is still mm. trying to hustle and get into an NBA game. It's so weird. I don't know why. But um, the important point is that um, the producer guy or whatever it is, his handler, uh, Wayne Knight, is, is just still there and will remain here until he solves the mystery. <laughs> He's going <laughs> to hang out in this golf course for like a couple days. Yeah. Which is wonderful. Very much getting a um, Jurassic Park vibe from him here. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's, it's just like he's in his own lane, Wayne. Um, and we love him for it. <laughs> yeah happy happy to have him uh yeah so the i don't know why the looney tunes basketball court is all messed up but it is and they clean mm. it up with a spit shine which is a thing apparently they like spit on the ground and it cleans it up with magical power it feels like mostly taz is doing the cleaning because he can do things very quickly with his yeah. m- magical spinning power that he has um yeah don't know how much of uh taz's dna is is cribbed into crash bandicoot but it feels like a non-zero amount um whoa you know whoa that's so true and there's got to be people who think australia all australian animals just spin around (laughs) yeah they spin around like tops it's an australian thing um yeah yeah. they go to tasmania expecting to see these things just spinning around causing mayhem but they're just like little violent dogs (laughs) yeah you know yeah tasmanian and bandicoots are like the least violent animal they're just like little rabbits with long noses yeah they look nothing like sassy old crash with his blue jeans that's for sure um blue jeans and wallet chain yeah (laughs) yeah 
Uh, oh, I do love this idea of you go to the outback and you're just seeing koalas and emu and cassowaries and like bandicoots, just yeah. tiny little tornadoes. That'd be great. <laughs> Spit it uh, up. That's why it's so dangerous there. Um, yeah, that's where Beyblades come from, the outback. <laughs> that's where the Beyblades come from. They're wrangled yeah. in from the outback um, and, <laughs> and trained to mm-hmm. only respond to the to one letting it rip oh my god there's so many connected so many connected franchises here in this episode i'm loving it um yeah and the advertising cinematic universe yeah <laughs> it makes sense um yeah so the monsters show up and they call uh mj a chicken he shares a lot of dna with michael j fox in this way and that you can never call him chicken um yeah michael jordan fox michael, yeah there you go um and yeah so he's like all right well i'm in i'm I'm playing ball and they fold him up into a weird like cgi ball and then mm. dunk his ass <laughs> which is amazing uh but the cgi in this movie looks awful it's so yeah. bad this michael jordan basketball like construction is horrible to look at um yeah yeah uh, although i will say the mix of 2d and 3d and like real life is actually really nice and tastefully done yeah oh, like yeah the shadows have been yeah they've done it super well they figured that part out right there's yeah. like a who framed roger rabbit like level of detail going on in the real mm. world stuff um which yeah. is very impressive to see but yeah they just fucked it up when it came to the cgi i guess because it's like fledgling at this stage like and not yeah. a lot of people have used it um but it's still real bad guys yeah. <laughs> just interesting only part of this movie that doesn't hold up <laughs> yeah it's the only part <laughs> um yeah. interestingly the yeah. uh, producer ivan reitman who a lot of people assume actually directed it but we'll we'll leave that to the tinfoil hats um, he called up Robert Zemeckis, who just made um, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and was like, hey, bro, you got hmm. any advice on how to do this? Mix live action with real life? And Zemeckis was just oh. like, don't do it. It almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, that's, yeah. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. It's, yeah. It is very impressive, though. Like. Oh, yeah. They did a good, they do a good job, but we'll get there. Um, hmm. Yeah uh there's a fantastic part now where we cut to charles barclay like just walking around (laughs) like feeling sad because he can't play basketball he goes and like watches these kids playing basketball and he's like hey can i play and they're like yeah cool we'll play with charles barclay and then he plays and he's rubbish and they're like you're not charles barclay you're just a wannabe who looks like him and there's a kid just yelling (laughs) be gone <laughs> which is so good oh, I, the I, only way to banish the barclay i love banish barclay there yeah it's my favorite i just love a kid that yells be gone mm. it's just so serious yeah. <laughs> be gone be rid of you i do not want to see you so good um yeah and there, we get like a montage of all the basketballers like getting tests done on them at the hospital yeah. and like having shrinks talk to them and all this stuff. Uh, there's a line from one of them that says, I've been MRI'd, EKG'd, X-rayed, laser beamed. 
and you're like, okay, <laughs> laser beamed. Um, love this it. is love one it. of the most baffling scenes. Like it's wild. The music is a song called Basketball Jones. Whoa, which I love. <laughs> yeah, which is just like I couldn't tell you what Basketball Jones is about, and I listened to it. Um, by itself while I was doing the dishes. <laughs> nice. Nice. Basketball Jones, I believe, was written by Cheech and Chong. Whoa. The comedians. What? Okay. Um, and the soundtrack, it's performed by um, Chris Rock and Barry White. Whoa. Okay. Who are both just telling, like, separate stories about having a Basketball Jones. Wow. Um which might be a desire to play basketball. It might be that you're horny for a basketball. <laughs> At one point, he talks about how he showered with a basketball. Wow. Um, yeah, it's wild. It ends with like maybe three minutes of all the people who were in the house, according to um, Chris Rock. Wow. Which at least more than just Bugs Bunny gets mentioned. But yeah, it is... Um, that's incredible. So confusing, and it's in a kid's movie, and it mostly is for extended jokes about erectile dysfunction. Far <laughs> <laughs> out. That's so wild. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it's it's one of the most bizarre scenes in the movie, I would say. Like, mm. this and when they see the psychic later on, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I'll cover that now because, yeah, it's the same thing. The, the, they visit a psychic and she, like, explains exactly what's happening to them. But, of course, it's so insane, the concept mm. of this movie, that they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to go get other tests done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's so wild. Um there is a bit in here that I want to cover off though, because there's uh, one of the players says, I don't know what's going on, but it must be something to do with the moon and its alignment to the planet, Gareth. Mm. <laughs> Which, you know, like, this is the person in the movie that listens to Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah. I found them. <laughs> here they they are. can hear the Pink Floyd as it plays. Yeah. It's coming in hot. <laughs> the Floyd boys. Is play- they He listened to the whole album with his favorite movie to see if it would bring back his basketball skills <laughs> but unfortunately not Ooh. uh do you don't think we're going to get basketball skills once we finish this podcast i mate, I, I didn't have them to begin with i don't know if uh. it's like <laughs> if it will imbue me with talent i don't have i think i need a magic <laughs> basketball for that um yeah you know uh anyway uh yeah, the tune, the Looney Tunes are practicing at their at their court, and um, they're too zany to focus. And this is where mm. we get Lola Bunny's first entrance. Here, she's just a cool uh, female bunny who plays basketball. Yeah. Introduced into this movie, um, that's just her deal, really. She's a yeah. she knows her stuff. She's like talented and cool, and. But she just sort of is, exists as a sex object in the movie, mm. which is rough. Um, that's a bad time. She yeah. delivers the line, don't ever call me doll, twice in the movie <laughs> with the exact same cadence. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. Lola Bunny is this is this shadow kind of thing that's hanging over Space Jam in a weird way. Where yeah. she's just like... She's like... A sexual, powerful character in a kids' movie <laughs> that 
in the sequel has been desexualized as well. She's like, oh, really? they changed her design to just be more like aligned, I guess, with uh, Bugs. She's not like this hot thing that Bugs is in love with, you know. She's That's not really to... good. I don't know. I don't know if it's good. I don't know. Yeah, actually, it's one of those things that sounds good, but then as soon as I said that's good, it felt like it's not good. It's really weird. Uh-huh. It's super weird that they have one movie where she's like really sexual and one movie where she's not at all. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you have to commit. Like, if you're remaking Space Jam, you have to have sexy Lola Bunny in it. That's just a rule, you know? <laughs> I've got it. You know how they're going to make up for it? Okay. Granny is going to be real sexy in this one. (laughs) Whoa, okay. All right. Um, All right, there you go. Well, I look forward to that. (laughs) Or the witch, who was like the cheerleader in this one. Oh, yeah, the witch. Yeah. (laughs) I don't recall many uh, (laughs) Looney Tunes with a witch, but I do like like her here. I do like that she's She was great. She was in um, my Space Jam Look and Find which was like, where's Wally, but scenes from Space Jam. Because um, as you're realizing, we had all the merch. Yeah. Um, she was always the hard one to find, but I was always so, I was happy to see her just up to her witchy ways in the middle of a busy golf course or whatever. <laughs> Sweet. I love that. Oh my God. I love that you had like really niche uh, Space Jam merch. That's Heck just yeah. wonderful. Or just like Warner Brothers merch, I guess, in general. Yeah. Looney Tunes merch. I also had... It was, it was like um, Warner Bros. trying to do a different Space Jam. I had a shirt that was Scooby-Doo playing basketball and wearing Nikes. Whoa. And it said, just Scooby-Doo it. And it was honestly the coolest shirt that's ever existed. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I'm fuming I don't still have it because it now goes for like hundreds of dollars. On Whoa. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. I love that. Oh, my God. you got to find it. It's, it's yeah. out there somewhere. You can, you can Scooby-Doo it. I'm sure you can find it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, hey, you can Scooby do it too. Oh, sweet. Hey. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess we covered Lola Bunny. She's here. She's hot, yeah. and then she leaves. Sorry, right. <laughs> she'll be back. Um, and then yeah, uh, the Bugs and Daffy have to do like a heist in the middle of this movie where they go into the real world to get um, Michael Jordan's gear so that he can play basketball with them. Mm. Um, and yeah, they go off to do that as Eclipse starts um for us it's like i get, i think this is the whole reason that michael jordan has a dog in the film and that this dog is an antagonist to the cartoon characters they want to yeah. use that um so yeah charles the dog is like chasing them around the house etc um but yeah seeing them in the 3d land they do a pretty decent job good lighting yeah pretty sick yeah like when the when Bugs is like opening the doors to other rooms and like light is covering him in different ways and stuff, that's like it's like really difficult to do that right, and it looks good. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the kids wake up and like sneak around the house like it's Santa Claus on Christmas that they're trying to find, but it's the Looney Tunes, um, and they help them out. Uh, weirdly, Michael Jordan keeps his shoes in two separate places. Is another thing I want to point out here. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. He's got like one uh, up on a high shelf and one like on a like chest of drawers next to the couch or something. I don't know. It's very weird. Um, mm. That's not how I keep my shoes. No. <laughs> uh, 
but hey, I guess he's very tall. Maybe he's reaching them both at once. Yeah, it could be. It could be like a, a also like a pre-game superstition thing where he has to have his yeah. shoes separate, otherwise they'll fail <laughs> and he won't be able to ball no more. Um, they can only be together while he's playing. Yeah, that's the fact. They're, they're too yeah, powerful the in proximity to one another that they could, yeah. they could open a, a portal to hell. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they go and get his shoes and the kids help out uh, by getting the, his shorts out of the dog's mouth, who's like weirdly huge in one of the shots mm. of him, but that's fine. I'm going to move past it. Um, and yeah, the... <laughs> Bugs explains again the like plot of Space Jam here in one line and it's just so good. <laughs> it just says the Looney Tunes are having a big basketball game coming up and your dad's going to play, but don't tell anybody about it. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, it's great. It's just great having that in the movie. It's, yeah. it's an insane sentence. Um, and I think... It is interesting because I think as a kid there was nothing insane about this. It was just like, oh yeah, the Looney Tunes would need their best basketball player if they were going to yeah, do this. That's how it goes. It's not going to, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, we'd like launch into the second playthrough basically, and um, yeah, Stan is still digging up the old golf course trying to find Michael. Like he's digging his way down, which is mm. great. Um, and he spots uh, Bugs and Daffy who are returning to the heist from their heist back to the tune world and uh yeah i guess he like follows them here in this instance do we see him do this i don't remember um no um yeah we don't just follow he just appears later on but anyway um yeah michael is uh fully in his uniform and ready to uh practice shoot some hoops and we just watch him shoot shoot hoops and play basketball practice over in slow-mo again over breathe Mm. happy we get a double (laughs) slow-mo breathe michael yeah nice that's good i do want to watch like maybe i'll after this watch some like a super cut of best slam dunks and listen to pink floyd like it's a good time it's a good fit i feel like this movie just turns any if you're doing the sync any room you're in just turns into a man cave. Yeah, that's accurate. That's fully, fully true. I've yeah, I've I've suddenly like just I'm surrounded by empty beers, and I don't know how that's yeah. happened. Um, I've got a big mouth Billy Bass on the wall now. <laughs> Where did he come from? <laughs> yeah, and he's just singing "Breathe." <laughs> Have I told my big mouth oh. Billy Bass story on the on the pod before? <laughs> I don't think so. It's a, it's not, it's a very short story, but I'm going to cover it off. My, uh, um, was it my aunt? I don't know. I'd like a family relation had a big mouth Billy Bass in their house and it was a very old house and they had it for a long time and it was upstairs and I went up to, um, use the bathroom in their house and the big mouth Billy Bass came alive and like started singing to me, but it was so low on battery that it just started singing like... (laughs) in a discordant like devil voice like it weirdly worsened when the fish like uh, pointed and looked at me as it like is want to do it comes off the wall and like leans out and like it would get slower when that happened and then go back to like wiggling happily on the wall like big mouth billy bass does um yeah but he was just 
delivering me a satanic message from beyond the pale. That is terrifying. I am picturing he locked eyes with you. Oh, yeah. It was very scary. I was old enough Mm. at the time that it didn't, like, um, like send me into a a crying panic. Um, I think I was, like, 15 or whatever, and I was like, whoa, that's very weird, but kind of (laughs) cool. It'll make for Mm. a good story later. (laughs) But, yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that's my big mouth Billy Bass story. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Just low on battery and screeching devil words at me um oh yeah uh sweet <laughs> completely forgot what i was talking about um um space jam that's, <laughs> oh that's right yeah yeah yeah. um yeah wayne knight appears here in the tune world and he's like oh yeah i'm here to help out but he just gets benched immediately because <laughs> he can't play um and yeah uh what else happens um this is yeah, where we get the news report about um, the basketball courts and the NBA shutting down all across America. Insane. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're we're up to the game now. This is the the Space Jam is about to happen, Gary. Yeah. Um, it, people are excited. The crowd is packed into the Toon Squad Stadium, um, and they gear up. Uh, they're all getting ready, oh. uh, putting on their war paint and stuff. <laughs> it's hype. There's so many amazing cameos as this in this for the crowd, like of every Looney Tune who wasn't yeah considered good enough to be like a star. And I don't know how you feel about having to wait 48 minutes into a Looney Tunes film to see Michigan get J Frog. <laughs> michigan j frog is that the hello my baby hello my honey hello my ragtime gal frog that is the hello my baby hello my darling hello my ragtime gal frog that's excellent he's driving a little car i'm a big fan i'm a big fan of that frog Yeah, (laughs) and i'm happy to see him here in the crowd enjoying the basketball he's a fellow jumper so he can appreciate it um right he would have been perfect for the team right get him on there i think the thing is he's just shy wasn't that his whole deal yeah bashful boy yeah Yeah. he he wouldn't sing in front of anyone else oh that's right yeah love him he's just he's too too nervous about about shooting hoops next to next to a talented jumper like michael jordan um (laughs) anyway uh yeah we get once some... everyone goes home he dunks like no one's business <laughs> absolutely yes <laughs> big frog dunks um yeah yeah so we get some hype as fuck intros of the starting lineup from mm. the little like mouse characters who i don't recall either really these guys um no but yeah they introduce the starting lineup for um the tune squad here we've got taz we've got lola We've got Daffy Duck, who comes out to absolute silence, by the way, like when, yeah. feels like we're mid, uh, midway through uh, a, a recording of Sink Floyd, and there's just silence <laughs> between albums. We just hear the heartbeats of the crowd. Um, unfo- I thought you meant, sorry, I thought you meant we're midway through a recording of Sink Floyd when there's just silence <laughs> after our own jokes. <laughs> accurate yeah there you go uh but yeah no uh between between the album when when i'm doing i'm deep in the sink basically is what i was referring mm. to yeah um i got you. but yeah we get the on the run crash here and that's when B- bugs erupts out of the floor of the echo 
of this of this on the run crash is when he bursts out and makes his appearance because he's a little burrowing rabbit i guess um does damage to the basketball court but that's all right Hmm. it's fine it's cartoon world um yeah and then yeah we get michael jordan just before all the clocks start ticking in as well and um yeah they get huddle up before the game getting ready and michael's like let's just have fun let's go out there and have fun and i'm like michael the stakes are really high (laughs) the looney tunes high for you yet but for these guys for these guys they're really high you're telling them to have fun but these guys face enslavement (laughs) if they fail if they lose this one basketball game so you know (laughs) let's go out there and have fun (laughs) um but yeah, uh, the clocks go off as we get the Monstars rolling in and we've got Marvin the Martian, I think acting as referee, which yeah. is pretty good. Um, with, with I think a, like a human referee is also here. Um, I'm not sure about that. Maybe. Um, I believe so, but you mostly see Marvin. And I'll say, love the guy. Love Marvin the Martian. One yeah. of my faves. Love I think he's great. Shoes. Love the fact he got called out and clueless. Yeah terrible at refereeing the stuff these guys are going to get away with oh is mate disgusting it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. The... two people fire guns in the courtroom and the on the court <laughs> that's right yeah it's it's a different different rules man this is the space jam mm. rules of basketball not often used um in the modern day but yeah. <laughs> um very common and popular down here on the first level of hell in the tune squad world in the looney tunes world this is just how they play ball down there man that's how they go um yeah yeah that's marvin knows what's up he's doing the best he can he's not just reading a magazine he's just like this is just (laughs) that this is all regulation apparently yeah um but yeah it's probably like um wwe rules and there's someone distracting him at every point like he could show the referee like a cool magazine and then while that's happening (laughs) fire a gun (laughs) yeah i guess so it's like well i was distracted like it doesn't matter like if he didn't see it (laughs) and he didn't call it then it doesn't count it doesn't matter that that man is now in two halves it's fine (laughs) um anyway <laughs> the the monsters just start absolutely running away with it like winning the game uh to the point where the scoreboard flips over and says kind of one-sided isn't it to yeah, 18 points <laughs> which is one that's a good gag i like that a lot um yeah uh and yeah th- that's when we reach half time uh before this we yeah we get like a bunch of like fun zany stuff all the mm. tunes doing their thing, but they're basically getting creamed right now. And uh, Michael's is like, "We're having fun. <laughs> it's fine." <laughs> uh, anyway, the tunes are like resigning themselves to their imminent enslavement and failure. They're just like, "Well, I guess we're going to Moron Mountain. This sucks." And the aliens are all celebrating. And. Mm uh wayne knight hides in a locker in their locker room and finds and overhears the boss coming in and telling them uh basically explaining the plan wayne knight catches this and gets zapped by their blasters but doesn't die because we're in uh tune world so he's fine um Mm. just he gets like fried or whatever 
Um, I will say he gets shorter of breath one day closer to death. Much yo, like at the, the so true. Moment. That's yeah. that is a sink. Nice. <laughs> uh yeah and yeah so he goes in and tells the tune squad what he learned by snooping and they're like oh mm. shit so that's what happened they that's what happened to the the boys the friends the basketballers in real life um and but they're still like worried all the all the tunes are like well we should just give up it's it's over mm. and michael gives an inspiring speech but none of them pay attention or they're just like it doesn't matter and bugs asleep yeah (laughs) um and yeah so like (laughs) it's that happens over the thought i'd something more to say line (laughs) as well which is there you go uh but bugs does a very similar trick to how he tricked the aliens from earlier and he does his thing where he draws like writes a little note on something and puts it there and convinces everyone immediately to its authenticity (laughs) because he creates michael's secret stuff which is not the most innocuous name <laughs> it's <No. laughs> it's a weird like it implies a, a, some stuff <laughs> i don't know <laughs> they're all drinking michael's secret stuff and i'm gonna yeah. leave it at that <laughs> i'll take a big swig of michael's secret stuff yeah and yeah, even something's even, not right. even Daffy comments on it, and he's like, "This yeah. goes against everything I've learned in my career in sports, or something to that effect." Oh, health class and health class. That's it. Yeah, he's just swigging down Michael's secret yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, and they yeah they go out there and yeah, is it a is it an allegory for doping in sports? Is it even something even weirder than that? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's Space Jam. <laughs> But yeah, we're ready for the second half, and so are Pink Floyd, because we go into Great Gig in the Sky, and uh, which is a good song, and <laughs> it's uh, it's it's already a different second half, Gareth. They the, yeah. the tunes start clawing it back. They're using their this their zany skills and doing movie references in order to tie up the score. It's good. There's like a um, yeah. a Pulp Fiction reference, which I totally didn't clock as a child, but oh, of course not. I yeah. love now. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's they they crawl back to sixty eight to sixty two, and um, mm. yeah, we get get like a good sequence of uh, Tweety Bird like beating the crap out of people as well, which is good out of the monsters <laughs> yeah. rather. Again, and yeah, anything goes. This is happening in a basketball game. Full though, violence. Right? Then again, like, Bugs is riding a little scooter at one point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think someone gets, like, shot with a rocket. Like, there's all kinds of crazy shit happening. So, yeah, that's just how it is. That's how they do. Um, Yeah, yeah, so the the boss calls a timeout because, like, this game is suddenly a real game. Yeah. And (laughs) Michael raises the stakes by saying... um, the NBA's get their NBA players get their talent back if the Tune Squad win, but if the Monstars win, they get him. They he <laughs> willingly signs his freedom over on one baseball game to these aliens. <laughs> the outcome of this Which will is decide the future. He has a of wife Michael and Jordan kids. <laughs> yep. 
up. Oh, he's he's going to be enslaved in space. Uh, mm. And he, that's how confident he is he can win this game, which is so good. <laughs> oh, that's Bulls era. <clears throat> that's that's Bulls mm. era, uh, Michael. There, man, just balls to the wall. He's ready. He just he's he's gonna sign his life away. <laughs> it's brutal. Oh. oh my god. We even see like a future, like a little cutaway where he's enslaved and he has to like lose all the time to the paying customers of Moron Mountain. That's like his fate or whatever, which isn't like honestly yeah. that bad. But <laughs> he's still a slave. It's not good. Um, but yeah, but yeah, he'd probably be fine with it. Like playing against little kids and letting them win like i think mm. michael jordan would be like yeah it's kind of fine <laughs> he wouldn't mind it'd be a cool story for the kid you know i don't know yeah but yeah in, in a in a less chained setting so shall we say mm. um but anyway play resumes and the, yeah. the monsters no longer are holding back they just start They've seen the violence that the Tune Squad are capable of and start just, like, beating people up through their own acts of violence. Um, Bugs saves Lola from a falling monster and she gives him a big old kiss. This is mm. kiss number two of three in the movie. <laughs> um, I will say, even though we've all got our problems with this plot, with how they... Anyway. Yeah. I felt the same feeling when they... When they smooched, yeah. I chills. I got chills. I felt the same feeling I had when I was like eight years old and first developing crushes. Whoa. I was like, oh, yes, I feel it. Okay. You buy it. Yeah. You, you buy into the yeah. Bugs Lola love here. Yeah. Okay. Just, just for that moment, it came back to me that I was like, oh, wow, as a child, this was the only um, fictional romance that would speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> speak to me by pink floyd <laughs> <laughs> that's what that song's about you look it up yeah. on rapgenius.com it's about it's just about bugs bunny and, and lola, lola bunny. bunny yeah and their pure pure love for one another yeah. that's what you don't hear in the like weird car horns and like wailing screams of speak to me <laughs> it's just like roger waters speaking about and then this girl bunny shows up and she's <laughs> She's wearing little shorts and she's got hair, <laughs> which they all have hair, but she's got hair, like human hair. Yeah. And, oh, Bugs Bunny is really attracted to her. He, he turns like into metal looking at her. And then, then we forget about her for a while, but then he saves her from getting squished. Even though most characters at this point have got squished, he saves her from being squished. And then they smooch and breathe, breathe in the yeah. air. <laughs> wow. I was transported. <laughs> that's beautiful that's the director's cut of speak to me that one minute yeah i hope we're okay just playing speak to me in its entirety just then. yeah probably fine i think we'll be all right, all right. yeah i'm willing <laughs> to risk the copyright strike an hour and a half into yeah. the pod um yeah uh yeah so there's like they just get absolutely destroyed here like beaten up and but the mm. the score is still fairly tight as um we get another timeout this time on the Toon Squad side and they assess the damage to the team. I particularly like Tweety Bird in the Acme Iron Lung. <laughs> I just think that yeah. that's a really funny image. <laughs> it's so bad. It's really dark, but really funny. Mm. Um, 
And yeah. And this whole next scene is like a vulture covered in bandages, just like yeah. <laughs> hanging out next to them. Big ups to this vulture. Love this guy. Yeah. I love Mummy Vulture. <laughs> I wish he was his yeah. own character. Um oh. Yeah. I like him. Um he tries to uh Michael tries to reveal that his secret stuff was just water. But, like, no one cares. They're just like, ah, oh, you got any more of that secret stuff? <laughs> yeah. We're losing. We need it. Um, uh, and then um, Stan, um, Wayne Knight's character, is praying to get put on the team because he's been sitting mm. on the bench this whole time. Everyone else is in a state of disarray. And they finally, he gets put in. He immediately gets flattened like a pancake under all of yeah. the monsters. Um, in a very upsetting image, but he does manage to sneak in a three (laughs) (laughs) before like getting decimated. I'm very happy about that. Um, some hospital dogs, first aid dogs come out. Yeah, of course. Those beloved characters. Yeah, the hospital dogs. They, um, inflate (laughs) him with a hose so that he's a big violet Beauregard balloon, um, Mm. and made out of awful CGI big balloon cgi wayne knight flying around the room and making fart noises is part of this movie and yeah oh, yeah there you go there and he it is. syncs really nicely with the saxophones <laughs> and money by pink floyd Does that's it? the worst part <laughs> yeah i think so you would say that it in- it is intended by pink floyd <laughs> yeah okay all right interesting call I don't know if I fully agree, but I will defer to you as as a fellow member of the Sink Floyd podcast. I trust your judgment. Um, yeah. Uh, you don't think so? I reckon they didn't even use the saxophone for that scene. I reckon they inflated one of the band members and just let him go. <laughs> that solo is just a man flying around the room and he just happened to have a saxophone in his mouth. Yeah. There you go. It makes sense. That's how they recorded that oh so good um yeah this is only at this point does michael jordan clock that um this is the cartoon world and cartoon things can happen to people um yeah here he's like oh i thought it was just the tunes it was just the looney tunes that could do cartoony stuff (laughs) he's like nah people too if you're down here that's how it goes anyone can do anything um yeah, and uh, we're talking squash and stretch, baby. Like all the all the classic animation rules apply. Yeah, make it zany, make it exciting. Um, and so yeah, here's the situation. We've got ten seconds on the clock in the fourth, and uh, it's seventy eight seventy seven. Monstars have the ball. Um, we need one dunk to close it out, and we need a fifth team member stat because otherwise Marvin the Martian has informed us that we forfeit the game. Enter hero Bill Murray. (laughs) Here, 10 seconds on the clock to save the day in full Toon Squad gear. How has he got here? Who cares? (laughs) Here he is. Well, the movie cares a lot. They put in a lot of effort to do this joke about how a producer's a friend of his and a teamster dropped him off, which no kid is laughing at no but, uh, i think that's like a call out to the movie of how they got bill murray in this movie as well it's like, i'm pretty sure that's a meta joke yeah. <laughs> about like how he's involved yeah. wild oh my god i i do love that um the uh the, the big boss guy 
um, the alien boss confuses him for Dan Aykroyd, his Ghostbusters co-star, which yeah. is good. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's here to assist. He's he's the fifth member for the final play of the Toon Squad game. Um, Why not? Honestly, this would have been like, if I was a parent taking my kids to this, I would have just been like, yep. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yep. Why not? There he is. No, none yeah. of my kids understand who Bill Murray is, but fine. Um, see, kids, he was in What About Bob? <laughs> kids... Shut up, shut kids up, like, mum. There's 10 seconds on the clock. I'm trying to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's got like a full play planned, but they're on defense. Mm. And so that gets shut down for Michael's plan. Who's, his plan sucks. It's just like, get me the ball. I'll do the rest. That's his whole yeah. plan. And probably was his plan for this whole game, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> going in. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Over this. Um, so play starts. Uh over this like five seconds, ball changes hands in like like five times in five mm. seconds on the clock. It's ridiculous. However, for the remaining five seconds of this play, it's just Michael flying through the air in slow motion, like <laughs> Ferris Bueller's day off. <laughs> like it's very good. And he extends his arm out with the um cartoon power and mm. yeah, gets a two. I, does this count as a two or a three? I don't know. Because he's probably, like, outside the uh, free throw line. His body is, but his arm's not. I don't know. Yeah. How do I you was score wondering this? That, in, yeah. I is think it, if it was a three, I was going to complain. But then it was a two. So I'm like, pretty sure it's a two, so that's fine. Yeah. I would I'd be inclined for it to go, like, two and a half. And for that to be, yeah. a, like, a joke for people that, like, understand basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or yeah it should, could have been like I don't know yeah two and a half it was good but yeah he on the buzzer mm. beat it like wins the game for the squad it, great job Michael love it um, yeah Bill gets complimented on doing like a good pass and he's like thanks man but I'm gonna retire from basketball <laughs> retire champion 10 seconds on the court winning game pass the ball yeah. once retire champion forever <laughs> It's such a oh, power move. It's like move. me and beer pong. Yeah. I, did, I helped out with one beer pong game in 2012. Yeah. I fin- finished the game for them with one with my only throw, walked out, and they've never played since. Yeah. That's the way to go. That's the way to do it. Yeah. You retire champion. That's the move. Heck yeah. <laughs> just so much, so much uh, just fanfare and critical acclaim. You're like, remember, yeah. remember Which is when... why this podcast has never ended. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a guest host that's going to come in and, like, be our most successful episode ever. And then they're just going to leave and never speak to either of us ever again. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Reach out if you want to do that. Yeah. If you just want to, like, do our podcast but way better, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Um... Yeah. They have to come in as a guest only in the last 10 seconds. <laughs> yes. And they just deliver one joke that just kills. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, so good. But everyone talks about it. <laughs> like, man, you hear that one episode of Sing Floyd? They just said this most awesome thing. It was so good. 
they were in the room for the whole episode but they only said yeah. one thing right at the end but fuck it slayed me uh so good um so yeah uh, us and them is starting up as the aliens have lost but they realize that they don't have to take their boss's crap anymore so mm. because they're big monsters and they uh, strap him to a rocket and send him up to the moon which is underground here yeah i don't know is it painted on to the wall i don't know what's happening with the moon oh wait yeah hold on because they're underground they're within the surface of the earth at the moment right they're in the under the mantle <laughs> right yeah um so what How well there they... is doesn't make any oh sense my God. So that they under can see the, the moon. earth there must be a secondary space where marvin the martian's from he's from the mars of under the uh, earth. right true so there's probably an entire universe of yeah <laughs> elysium where the looney tunes live yeah um that has its gosh. own has its own space and planets and things and other yeah. s- other so celestial if bodies. So survives this, he is now trapped in like on an unknown planet in yeah. a completely different realm with a different planet. It's a the whole different layer of space as well because when we were seeing yeah. the Moron Mountain etc., that was of the space of Earth. That was like we were zooming yeah. up into space from Earth from the surface. So this is a whole different world for him. He's trapped. Oh. He's trapped in the Toon world in space, which is like so many layers deep into obscurity. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh man. It's why we Talk never see him again jam. as well. Like in in the context of uh, Warner Brothers, <laughs> it's just gone forever. Um. Uh. So yeah, the monsters. Uh, they return <laughs> they return their powers to the the basketball after a little coaxing and then they want to stay <laughs> here in the tune world and hang out and they just i guess they just are allowed to they're just here yeah those little alien boys they don't want to go back um yeah again i don't think they've uh, shown up in any other looney tune stuff since no i don't think so they they just got cut immediately basically after this <laughs> yeah but that's fine like no one was gonna watch a show about these guys probably anyway now that they're little gremlins if they could still turn into big uh ballers then i'd be into it but probably can't yeah Yeah, unless they've got a deal with charles barkley that they keep like borrowing his his skills he's just part of it the whole time they always it's just the five aliens and charles barkley the show oh oh green like that yeah get that on get it on there then he's like i want my yeah. own space jam uh yeah but of course michael jordan has a baseball game that he's got to get to now that he's won this basketball mm. game he's got to go play baseball <laughs> for like hours <laughs> or however long baseball takes yeah. um and yeah that's in five minutes and so he's like all right bye everyone and bugs uh kisses lola again they have a third kiss and she's like hell yeah and then pulls down the screen as a screen transition which Mm. is very weird um but yeah everyone is hanging out at the baseball game wondering where michael is (laughs) they're like i think they're chanting for him to come and then he appears in a spaceship 
lands there and is introduced <laughs> over megaphone by Wayne Knight, which is just wonderful. It's just so yeah. good. Like, what an entrance to a game of baseball. Like, the most <laughs> yeah. slow sport. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, everyone mm-hmm. is fucking love it. Fucking loving it. Um, from here, yeah, presumably he plays a whole game of baseball and, like, is still probably not great. But whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he goes and visits the weakened basketballers is what I've written on my notes, which I very much like. Uh, they're all hanging out together at the court, missing what they had. And uh, Michael Jordan and Wayne Knight come in and return their powers through the magical ball. And he says, he says uh, one of them says that the ball looks like something from Star Trek, which I like a lot. And if you mm. don't touch Michael's ball, you're going to walk around with bad game for the rest of your career, Gareth. That's just, <laughs> that's just the rules of basketball, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Got to touch his ball. Uh. <laughs> yeah, they get this their scene skills goes, back. The scene of them being scared to touch the ball goes for so long as well. It's really long. It's, for the, it's the, mm. like, final scene of the movie, and it, but it goes for, like, <laughs> longer than anything else. Oh, I don't know why. They're just hanging out. Mm. They get their skills back and, like, prove it and do some good uh, moves. And they're like, oh, I can't stay for a bit of three-on-three, Michael. And he's like, actually, I'm not done. I'm rejoining the NBA. <laughs> and we see Whoa. we see Bill Murray and Larry Bird, who are, <laughs> like, courtside watching. And... <laughs> Yeah, he's like, Bill Murray has retired champion, but still, he's like, that could have been me, man. <laughs> and yeah. like, what the, Larry Bird's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> it's so good. Um, and yeah, we still see, we might see Michael still has it. He does a sweet dunk and we freeze frame and go to credits. Yeah. Over a like... freeze frame a- that comes out of nowhere when you're listening yeah. to Floyd, by the way. It's so weird. We're just, like, listening to, like, us and them, which is, like, I guess fine for the credits, but I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. What did you think? How did it sink? What did I think and how did it sink? Well, an important thing about how I thought and how it sought (laughs) is that it has now been (laughs) four days since you initially asked me that question. It's true. We've ruminated on it. Yeah. We had, yeah, we had some uh, very bad computer issues. Yeah, that's, um, that's on I me. did a full dramatic monologue about what I thought and how it sought. Yeah. Um, what I funk and how it sunk. I heard and... none of it. <laughs> yeah. I bet it was and good, then I'd though. Try... Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I... To be honest, to sum up my dramatic monologue, mm. the idea was there were sinks. Yes. There were, there's been a lot of sinks. But this film, there's been a lot of, like, just dry, sinkless deserts. And it's because this film is essentially three films in one. So I'm wondering, mm. do we have to rate how each film within this film synced? Uh, and then play off against those? <laughs> Maybe. I like having a, having a rating for each quarter as if it were a basketball game, maybe. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Even though, like, the basketball game in this instance is sort of divided into halves for no real reason, but 
um, in, oh, yeah. in Space Jam, but that's okay. Yeah. It's a real game of two halves on Space Jam. Um, uh, full credit to the boys. Yeah. So do you want to do that? Or it sounds like a lot of work, but... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although, that's pretty in time with, like, basketball. Basketball used to be so much fun for me to watch. Yeah. And then I got into, fri- got, got into friends. I got friends who were more into basketball. Mm. And they just loved the statistics and the maths. And I just couldn't get back into basketball after that. Man. Once I realized I was supposed to be paying attention to numbers. <laughs> so I and now you quit that and found a way. Now yeah. you make a podcast with a graphin involved every week. <laughs> yeah, I found a way to add numbers to my other two favorite things, oh, music no. and movies. Whoops. Never mind. Uh, That's my influence, I think. My commerce major circling <laughs> in the remnants of my mind. Um, yeah. Never mind. That's all right. So... Okay, in this quarter, we've got Michael Jordan yep. sinking very well. I'm giving Michael Jordan himself. <laughs> like, we can you know, like... slow motion dunks. Yeah. Slow motion dunks, full yeah. sink. The Long. fact that he got has a gambling problem makes him, you know, money, us and them. Yeah. You know, that's all full. Yeah, I'm giving Michael Jordan a 10 out of 10. What do you give the Whoa. Looney Tunes for their sake? Okay, Looney Tunes, I'm feeling, uh, like... They're like so zany and so hard to tie down that they aren't really matching the old Floyd, yeah. right? They're like constantly yeah. in an on-the-run sort of state. Um, mm. And while they probably were on screen for some parts of On the Run <laughs> that I remember, <laughs> um, I would say oh, it's not it's not nearly as high as old MJ. I think no. they're they're like a two there. It's okay. like they're bringing the side down. Yeah. Okay, so we're bouncing out at a six. Yeah. Now the monsters. Yeah. What are they coming at it? Uh monsters. In general, I feel like they're probably they're from space. They probably vibe with yeah. the Floyd a bit more, right? Like more so. They're still zany, but they're like more relaxed within their tiny uh, non-baller form. You know. Yeah. I feel like they'd be into the Floyd on their off hours, and like ah. Uh, and when they're balling, like, they're all about that money, that success, you know? Yeah. They got that going for them. So, I feel like, like, six to seven, six and a half, maybe, for Monstars. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. I'm um, very excited to see what this final <laughs> person will be. <laughs> and, of course, Wayne Knight. How's he syncing up for us? <laughs> it was a toss-up in my mind between Wayne Knight and Bill Murray. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, good. good We've sh- definitely done good the Bill shout. Murray research. Oh so yeah, Wayne Knight. Uh, Wayne Knight. Um, I feel like Wayne Knight on his own gets eleven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's living the dark side of the moon. His life is the dark side of the moon. I think. Um, just all aspects of it. Uh, yeah. You know, there's when the Wayne Knight uh, biopic comes out, it's just going to be Dark Side of the Moon as the soundtrack, and that's a guarantee. Yeah. But like out of order, so we can't sync it properly. Yeah, definitely. Wayne Knight plays by no one's rules. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't say the magic okay. word, and that's why we can't like deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Very good Wayne Knight reference. Hey. <laughs> uh. Well, okay, so I've added up those and divided it by four. Yep. So, because, you know, maths has invaded everything. Yep. 10, 11. Space Jam has come out at a 6.875. 
<laughs> I like that. That's very yeah. good. I like the specificity of that rating a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Plot it. Chuck okay. it in the graph. Makes our axes uh, look wild. I'm into it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. Very good. Good. That's any... What's the next, the next podcast business we're taking care of, Gareth? Well, you know, you think... We've really dug, dug into this definitive cinematic voice of mm. Space Jam. Like, no one's asking us to talk <laughs> any more about Space Jam. You're right. Which is why we have to honour Space Jam by syncing its unwanted sequel. <laughs> <laughs> we should do what nobody wants and, and yeah. follow up the beloved classic question mark <laughs> of this episode. Of this episode with another another unwanted classic that's really yeah. to hit your eardrums with full force so this is going to be our most relevant film and that it yeah. hasn't as of recording hasn't come out yet as of this release yeah hasn't come out yet <laughs> so maybe the episode will be a bit late who's to say yeah if not but... there might be another episode filling the filling the void in the meantime but we'll see how yeah. our scheduling lines up we're gonna try our best listeners oh yeah we're doing this for you i've been yeah i'm odds are gonna see space jam in a cinema at like 10 a.m on a saturday or something yeah. to try to do this with headphones in baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah ipod classic ready to go oh can't wait amazing uh, everyone's like now turn off your phones in the cinema now and gareth's like <laughs> shiftily looking around like oh no <laughs> they didn't say ipod <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, cool. Oh, gosh. Until then, um, I've been Gareth Blackler. I've been James Barron. Cool. Check out Sync Floyd on all your favorite social medias. Yep. And we'll see you on the dark side of the tune. Come on, it's loud. And welcome to the day. <laughs>